Hello and welcome to New Creation Common Prayer, a daily communal worship and prayer practice for followers of Christ. The opening reading comes from Psalm 19. Heaven is declaring God's glory. The sky is proclaiming his handiwork. One day gushes the news to the next, and one night informs another what needs to be known. Of course, there's no speech, no words. Their voices can't be heard, but their sound extends throughout the world. Their words reach the ends of the earth. God has made a tent in heaven for the sun. The sun is like a groom coming out of his honeymoon suite, like a warrior. It thrills at running its course. It rises in one end of the sky. Its circuit is complete at the other. Nothing escapes its heat. The Lord's instruction is perfect, reviving one's very being. The Lord's laws are faithful, making naive people wise. The Lord's regulations are right, gladdening the heart. The Lord's commands are pure, giving light to the eyes. Honoring the Lord is correct, lasting forever. The Lord's judgments are true. All of these are righteous. They are more desirable than gold, than tons of pure gold. And they are sweeter than honey, even dripping off the honeycomb. No doubt about it, your servant is enlightened by them. There is great reward in keeping them. But can anyone know what they've accidentally done wrong? Clear me of any unknown sin and save your servant from willful sins. Don't let them rule me. Then I'll be completely blameless. I'll be innocent of great wrongdoing. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Today is a feast day. It is the feast of the conversion of St. Paul. All the texts today, in one way or another, relate to the great transformation that happens in the life of Saul or Paul. The Old Testament reading from Isaiah celebrates when people turn from idolatry and find a whole new life, bowing down in obedience and trust in the Lord. The epistle text from Philippians is Paul's great testimony. If there was anybody who could brag about obedience to the law, Paul says it was him. But he considers all of that complete and utter loss compared to the surpassing knowledge of knowing Christ Jesus as Lord. And there's no gospel reading today. In lieu of the gospel, we get a reading from Acts chapter 9, the story of Paul's great conversion on the road to Damascus when he encounters the risen Christ. And perhaps it's okay that we don't get a gospel text today, for perhaps there's no better witness to the gospel than a life that is changed like the life of Paul was. But the texts also remind us today that Perhaps the most difficult conversion, the most difficult transformation to God for God to bring about is not in the life of somebody broken by sin, but is the transformation of somebody trying to pursue life in their own righteousness. Perhaps it's those of us who think we are holy who are the hardest people to convert to the love and grace of Christ. So let's hear today the word of the Lord. Today's Old Testament reading comes out of the book of Isaiah, chapter 45, beginning in verse 18. For this is what the Lord said, who created the heavens, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, who established it, who didn't create it a wasteland, but formed it as a habitation. I, the Lord, and none other. I didn't speak in secret or in some land of darkness. I didn't say to the offspring of Jacob, seek me in chaos. I am the Lord, the one who speaks truth, who announces what is correct. Gather and come, draw near together, fugitives of the nations. 
Those who carry their wooden idols don't know. Those who pray to a God who won't save. Announce, approach, confer together. Who proclaimed this from the beginning? Announced it from long ago. Wasn't it I, the Lord? There's no other God except me. A righteous God and a Savior. There's none besides me. Turn to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth. For I am God, and there's no other. I've sworn a solemn pledge. A word has left my mouth. It is reliable and won't fail. Surely every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess. They will say, Righteousness and strength come only from the Lord. All who are angry with him will come to shame. All the Israelites will be victorious and rejoice. The epistle reading for today comes from Philippians chapter 3, verses 4b through 11. If anyone else has reason to put their confidence in physical advantages, I have even more. I was circumcised on the eighth day. I am from the people of Israel and the tribe of Benjamin. I am a Hebrew of the Hebrews. With respect to observing the law, I'm a Pharisee. With respect to devotion to the faith, I harass the church. With respect to righteousness under the law, I'm blameless. These things were my assets, but I wrote them off as a loss for the sake of Christ. But even beyond that, I consider everything a loss in comparison with the superior value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. I have lost everything for him, but what I lost I think of as sewer trash so that I might gain Christ and be found in him. In Christ I have a righteousness that is not my own and that does not come from the law, but rather from the faithfulness of Christ. It is the righteousness of God that is based on faith. The righteousness that I have comes from knowing Christ, the power of the resurrection, and the participation in his sufferings. It includes being conformed to his death so that I may perhaps reach the goal of the resurrection of the dead. The Gospel reading for today is Luke chapter 9, verses 1 through 22. Meanwhile, Saul was still spewing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest, seeking letters to the synagogues in Damascus. If he found persons who belonged to the way, whether men or women, these letters would authorize him to take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. During the journey, as he approached Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven encircled him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice asking him, Saul, Saul, why are you harassing me? Saul asked, Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are harassing, came the reply. Now get up and enter the city. You will be told what you must do. Those traveling with him stood there speechless. They heard the voice, but saw no one. After they picked Saul up from the ground, he opened his eyes, but he couldn't see. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and neither ate nor drank anything. In Damascus, there was a certain disciple named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, Ananias. He answered, Yes, Lord. The Lord instructed him, Go to Judas's house on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias enter and put his hands on him to restore his sight. Ananias countered, Lord, I have heard many reports about this man. People say he has done horrible things to your holy people in Jerusalem. He's here with authority from the chief priests to arrest everyone who calls on your name. 
The Lord replied, Go, this man is the agent I have chosen to carry my name before Gentiles, kings, and Israelites. I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. Ananias went to the house. He placed his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord sent me, Jesus, who appeared to you on the way as you were coming here. He sent me so that you could see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly flakes fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. After eating, he regained his strength. He stayed with the disciples in Damascus for several days. Right away, he began to preach about Jesus in the synagogues. He is God's son, he declared. Everyone who heard him was baffled. They questioned each other. Isn't he the one who was wreaking havoc among those in Jerusalem who called on his name? Hadn't he come here to take those same people as prisoners to the chief priests? But Saul grew stronger and stronger. He confused the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Christ. my words fall short I've got nothing new how could I express all my gratitude I could sing these songs as I often do but every song must end, and you never do. So I throw up my hands, praise you again and again. Because all that I have is a hallelujah, But I've nothing else fit for a king Except for a heart singing Alleluia, Alleluia I've got one response I've got once one move stretched wide I will worship you so I throw up my hands and praise you again and again cause all that I have is a hallelujah hallelujah and I know it's not but I've nothing else fit for a king except for a heart singing Alleluia, Alleluia. 
So come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song. Cause you got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song. Cause you got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. So I'll throw up my hands, praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is a singing hallelujah hallelujah so I'll throw up my hands and praise you again and again cause all that I have is a Nothing else fit for a king except for a heart singing Alleluia, Alleluia. The Nicene Creed is a statement of Christian faith that goes back all the way to the year 325. It is a recitation of the common faith among all Christians about the triune God, the world, the church, and our future hope in God's restoration of the world. It holds a special place among Christian creeds of faith as the only creed that has been affirmed by the Protestant, Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox branches of Christianity. We'll be reciting it every devotion between our song and prayer time. If you know it, feel free to recite it along with me. If not, take this opportunity to listen to the core of our faith that has been handed down to us for nearly 2,000 years. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. 
For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Now let's enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you to lift your prayers silently or out loud, whichever is more comfortable, depending on where you find yourself participating with us today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church around the globe. Help us to be unified in your mission today. May we be great representatives of Christ wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering, whether sick, injured, or oppressed today. May they feel your comfort, strength, and peace. And Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers today. Lord, we come to you not just with needs, but also with thanksgivings for the many blessings that you've given us. We thank you for those blessings, including these. Now let us pray the prayer our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with this blessing out of Psalm 119. I will always keep your instruction, always and forever. I will walk around in wide open spaces because I have pursued your precepts. I will talk about your laws before rulers with no shame whatsoever. I will rejoice in your commandments because I love them. I will lift up my hands to your commandments because I love them, and I will contemplate all your statutes. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow.
New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's hymn was Gratitude, performed by Ryan Gage and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was by Erica Vaughn. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Chelsea Pearsall. And today's gospel reading was by Scott Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was provided wonderfully by Keller Gage. Today's episode was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.